Hello and welcome to Soul Self, where we talk all things energy, consciousness, trauma healing, mindset manifesting, and more. Prepare to turn your pain into medicine and inspiration so you can be in alignment, living your purpose, having juicy relationships, and lush abundance. To stay up to date, join my newsletter at bloomshakti.com and make sure to browse some of my other offerings. Hello and welcome to Soul Self. We are halfway through on all this talk about healing your feminine and stepping into your divinity, claiming your divinity. And today we're going to be talking about healing. So before we get into that, I do have a couple announcements. So if you want to check out my products in person, you can go to my website, bloomshakti.com and under products, you'll see that every month, 10% of all the money that comes in for the apothecary portion is donated to Ocean Cleanup. That is something I'm very passionate about. And products also will be displayed on Instagram um, every third week of the month. So Monday to Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If there's any changes to the time, then I share that on the story um, a couple hours prior. But aside from Wednesday, which is when the farmer's market is, I'm pretty consistent. Um, I'm also currently doing tarot card pulls on Instagram live on Fridays at 11 a.m. So show up live, ask me your question. Um, so the first week that I did it, it was like general guidance, anything you wanted to know, whether it was love, career, what have you. The second week, it was what guidance you have, um, a one card guidance in regards to fall, what the fall season holds for you, like the main energy of fall for you. And I'm not sure what the topic is going to be this week because everything is just guided by spirit, by God, by the angels and what the collective really needs. So that being said, my last announcement is that I am also doing, actually, no, I have two more announcements. My bad guys. Um, Every new moon, we're going to have a sound bath at a park in Chino Hills. Yes, it's in person. If you want to sign up, go to the website, work with me, scroll down, and you'll see the new moon sound bath. And then every full moon, we're going to be doing group spells. So these spells are conducted by me. I may or may not hop on Instagram live just to show what's going on, but I'm not going to be talking to the audience because when I'm doing my spells, I have to be in my zone. Um, so that's why I say that like I may or may not actually show up live, but I'll definitely give a group report and take a picture and like kind of post it just to show you guys like, hey, I did it. Um, I basically call in my guides to help connect with your guides and to ensure that your intentions, your manifestations come to fruition. And each full moon, it's going to be a different kind of spell. So the first week that we did this, it was actually during the full moon and it was because that weekend I had to cancel the sound bath since it rained. Um, and the sound baths are down outside at a park. So yeah. And then ever since then I was like, oh my God, like this is the need for the collective, you know, like a full moon spell. And I always do spells for myself. So that's like helped me tremendously. And there's times where I don't do it at all. Um, but I'm definitely going to be doing that for the group. So if you want to sign up for that, you're interested in that and what kind of spell it is you know the first one was a honey spell so basically it was like to sweeten up your life sweeten up people in your life uh, sweeten up situations this next one is going to be 
an uncrassing uh, spell. So basically cutting all negative cords to past people, places, events, things. Um, it's basically like a hex breaker. Um, and these candles that I do are done with a tapered candle or a tea light candle. So I do infuse it with my oils um, that I use for my candles. And then I'll just add my intentions and, you know, do do work on my end for, for the burn. So do my spell casting. And if you want to learn more about spell casting, what kind of witch you are, you want to learn tarot, candle magic, moon magic, period and sex and blood magic, all that stuff is in my program, Witch Wisdom, which is actually on sale till September 30th. It's only $8.88. Yes, you might be being like, yeah, $8.88? Only $8.88, Shana? Yes. And honestly, the fucking amount of content I give you in that is ridiculous because I'm literally sharing with you sigils for anything and everything, money, love, protection, and I also share how to do remote viewing. There's going to be a live call for the program, all the people that are in the program every single quarter, and in those live calls, I'm basically going to show you how to, you know, tap into your superpower individually and bend a fork with your mind ah we're getting into it it's higher magic it's not like the beginning of the program is like the basic shit i think it's basic because i mean i'm not new to this right but then the last portion is like a higher integration where we dive deeper into clearing out your pineal gland and a fucking ton more so i'm not going to share all that but um it's so worthwhile it's an incredible program it's an all-encompassing program and I promise you, you're not going to fucking need any other program. Like, I'm giving it all to you to activate your powers. And magic isn't about doing it. Oh, do a shame is way. No. Like, this is teaching you how to fucking step in and claim your power and, like, learn to do shit your way. So, yeah, those are all the announcements. And now let's dive on into today's episode. This is all about, you know, fucking healing. So you're healing going on one, Okay. And let's get something straight. Like, you don't need to be perfectly healed to be in a good relationship. Like, if that was the case, I think everyone would be single because no one's perfectly healed, right? And however, I do believe that, like, in order for a relationship to grow, to be positive, to be supportive of both partners, you both have to be actively doing your own healing. And a lot of straight women, you know, lament the fact that men don't seem to be doing their own healing work, which is understandable. But if you poke your head in the door of a meditation studio or breathwork training, you'll see that it's probably 80% women, okay? It would be easy for us to think that this means men aren't taking accountability, like they're not working on their healing, you know, they're not working on healing their trauma and are simply leaving it, you know, leaving it all to us to do the heavy lifting. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that women make is that we think that men are the same as us, but they aren't. And don't get me wrong, men have feelings and sensitivities just like we do. They're not a foreign species, okay? But the way they see life, the way they process information and their essential needs are quite different from ours. And if you're in my program, Let Men Be Men, I basically dive into this and teach you how to be in a relationship with men and understand men. Like, if you want to be with men, you need to fucking learn and understand about them. And there's no and ifs or buts and blaming other people. You got to fucking take accountability. And I think that as I have learned, you know, for men, doing the work is very different than it is for women. 
You know, even when I do have my male clients, I work with men in a very different manner. And you might wish your man would start tapping with you or come to yoga or do a meditation with you. But have you ever noticed that the men who spend all their time in meditation seem to have lost their masculine spark? Right? And this is because their healing requirements are very different. Because their wounding is different and specific. So growing up as a little boy, you know, they receive very pointed messages about who and how you should be, unlike the messages that were directed towards us females, girls, right? A little boy's role models are not usually fucking Barbie or whatever. And the things that men go through on a quest to find themselves and stand in their power it's nothing like what we go through. And I believe this needs to be celebrated. You know, we don't need everyone to be the same. And you'll know a man is healing when he speaks up, when he has a goal and he's focused on it, when he's taking risks regularly, when he's protective and loving, when he's comfortable leading, when he takes physical care, care of his physical health, right? And when he's more logical than emotional. Now imagine the opposite. Take a moment. A man who stays quiet, who's unfocused, unsure of what to do next, who is risk averse, who doesn't step up to protect those who need it, who follows the pack, who neglects his physical health, and is mostly in his feels. Are you drawn to this man? Does the thought of him make your panties wet? I don't think so. I don't think so. Unless until you're a woman with a masculine core that doesn't like other women. Maybe. But if you're a woman with a feminine core, I'm pretty sure it's not going to do it. You know, a man is in a healing process when he knows his purpose and his mission and he is single-mindedly devoted to it. As much as you may intellectually desire it, a man whose purpose and world revolves around you is quickly going to become unattractive. Maybe you've experienced that, right? Like you start dating someone and they become so fixated on you and all of a sudden it's like all you want to do is get away from them, right? And so often we think we want a man to behave like our best fucking girlfriend Always available to listen, happy to sit and talk for hours, enjoy all the things we enjoy doing. But when you meet those men, there's nothing that keeps the attraction, keeps the polarity. There's nothing that attracts you to them. You might enjoy his company. You might want to spend lots of time with them. But do you want to jump their bones? I'm pretty sure you don't. You just don't. There's no polarity. And... No matter your gender or sexuality, in order for attraction to exist, there needs to be polarity. Something that makes you different enough to create attraction and lust. You know, what you really want is your partner to heal his masculine so that he can step up and be a true partner for you. Because partners work together. They bolster one another. They're not the same. They are strong when you're not and vice versa. And this is what creates that dynamic energy that keeps you excited about one another. So when you feel like your man isn't, quote, doing the work, you need to ask yourself if you're measuring him by a feminine yardstick. And my point is, 
just because he's not sitting in meditation with you, tapping with you, dancing with you, doing breath work with you, it doesn't mean that he's not doing the work. A lot of men had negative relationships with their fathers or the male role models in their lives. And one way that men can bring this into balance is through seeking out friendships with healthy older men. And you'll actually notice that this happens a lot, more than it seems to happen for women, right? Like their friendships have a different texture than the connections older and younger women have. There's often a real father-son dynamic, even when they're not related. And this is immensely positive. Like when this happens, it's a really good thing. You know, these relationships, it helps to heal men. It helps them heal their relationship with the masculine. It allows there to be a reframe for how they view masculinity. And it creates new ideas of who they can be. Now, of course, the key thing is the older man needs to be a good role model, right? Now, if he's a guy who just loves drinking or cheats on his wife all the time or goes to the strip club, like, uh, fucking debatable. It doesn't matter if he's a millionaire, (laughs) you know? And another thing that I want to remind you is that we absolutely cannot push our partners or even friends or family members into healing, you know? And that's something that I, as a coach and a healer, learned the hard way. I was always fixing men. I was always wanting to be there for my friends. And, you know, I prioritized them. And then one day I realized, and the friend one came a little late, okay? The friend one happened about, like, fucking a couple weeks ago. Where I was like, I'm not being prioritized by this friend. And I'm just friends with this person because we have history. And I've asked that this person both these people to prioritize me I've asked for it openly and it hasn't happened and at that point don't fucking come to me later on down the lane when I blow up because I know that's gonna happen and I know what's in the cards for me but in order for me to get there I also have to let go of the people that are weighing me down because of them I'm not gonna get to where the fuck I'm meant to be and this is all part of the journey you know we cannot push people to heal you know it's not if it's not something that they desire it's not gonna happen you know truly one of the biggest challenges in life is just taking your hands off someone's steering wheel and just letting them live and when I started my healing work I would be texting my clients you know my business I would be texting my clients my clients would be texting me it became like a friendship and there was discounts and just a lot of sticky messy energy And then I was like, I'm too fucking invested in these people's lives. Because once they got better, guess what? They didn't fucking care. Like, they didn't talk to me. They didn't associate with me. They'd check in with me, like, tell me what's going on in their daily lives or what have you. Oh my god, this worked. Oh my gosh, you know, you're great. But then I was like, I'm not getting anything. And a relationship is give and take. You know, I don't give to get something back. You should never do that. Never do something with the intention of like, oh yeah, it's going to come back to me. Like whether it's money, whether it's love, whether it's gifts, like don't ever do that. Give from your heart. That's what's important is you've got to give from your heart. It has to be genuine. It has to be authentic. And I fucking love my clients. I really, really do. But it's also like a detached kind of love where I'm not like, oh my God, like I want this to work for them so much. You know, like, and I'm like, Okay, I'm, I've done my work. I've served my purpose. And 
it's on them to show up for themselves too. Like I cannot take that responsibility. Um, I show up and I do my part and then it's on the clients, you, to show up for the, for your fucking self. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, the only person whose life you can control is yours. Control what you can control and that's you. Of course, you you know, you might come to a point where you decide that if your lover isn't invested in working on themselves, you can no longer be with them. But again, that comes back to you. It comes back to your standards. And this is like a cycle that I had. Like my long time best friend who I had a crush on and he's a fucking meth addict, ended up in jail. But, you know, when he was free, he fucking never contacted me. He contacted me from jail three years later after he ghosted me. Like, bitch, please, you know? And then another, you know, past partner who was my high school crush and he turned out to be an alcoholic. And, you know, I remember doing a fucking healing candle for him and the candle would not fucking light to save his life, to save my life, right? Like I'm in his room, I did all the work and I'm like, okay, we're going to light this candle and it would not light. And I'm like, I made this candle. I know it's supposed to work. But the candle was not lighting because he did not want to sober up. He just didn't, you know? And that's fine too. And then there's been my longest relationship where he wasn't exactly financially, you know, adept. And I went into a lot of fucking debt because of him. And this is my early 20s. And I recently came out of that, you know? I took a huge financial fucking hit. And meanwhile... Like, after we broke up, he got with someone, got engaged to her, got a truck, bought another fucking second car, moved out of his parents' house, and, you know, no, it is what it is. I'm happy for him, but it's funny, because money amplifies who you truly are, and he just became the biggest douchebag ever, and I know that because my brother is still friends with him, or sometimes talks to him, I don't even know, don't care, but, um... Yeah, and money is a whole other energy. If you want to learn more about money, like true wealth and abundance and prosperity, like just having enough or a little more than enough is like such a huge blessing, especially living in California, right? And that's all in my program, Holy Hustler. So maybe you want to check that out. But yeah, you know, I think that one of the most important things when you're considering spending time with a partner is whether they make you feel safe, right? Because the truth is that the feminine needs to feel a sense of safety in order to relax and blossom, to bloom, to unfold. And sometimes, you know, women get this real true desire twisted up. Like you can see this happening when women press men for commitment in the form of like a title or a ring. You know, she's looking for safety in all the wrong places. After all, like, we know a title can be taken back or a ring can end up as part of a divorce settlement but what you're actually looking for is a man that makes you feel like he's got you you know that nothing you bring to him will be too much that he isn't afraid of your moods your tears your anger he's not going to abandon you because he's having a fucking bad day because when you feel this from a man He creates a container where you feel truly okay to be yourself. And this empowers you to go even deeper into your own healing. 
And truth be told, everyone has a lot of healing to do. And as women, it can feel really overwhelming to even fucking begin. I know it can feel scary. And of course, like, we have to take responsibility of our own evolution. And there's no one else to blame. You know, sometimes I joke and I'm like, blame the patriarchy. Blame the astrological events. Like, but I mean, I say that as a joke. Like, we can't blame anyone else. It's kind of like, um what's a good example okay so I do pop-up events right and like to do an event to be there you pay money to be there to set up and driving okay packing driving setting up it takes a lot of energy like it it really does and sometimes I'll go to a market and I'll break even or you know thank the divine there's only been one market that it was such a fucking hot day I just didn't make anything you know, so it was a total waste of my time and energy. Um, I actually went into a huge negative that day because my car broke down, so I had to get a U-Haul too. But anyways, you know, and I was like, fuck this, fuck the weather, fuck the people, fuck the coordinators. And then I was like, you know what? It doesn't fucking matter. I can control me and I choose to be happy. I choose to fucking feel happy. I choose to feel good because... The reason I started doing pop-ups is because I felt called. Like, there's people who don't know my work, who don't even understand and and know that this stuff exists, and they need to see it. They need to meet someone. And I am that beacon, you know, that's out there planting those little seeds. Even in the little conversations I have, sometimes when people come, like, there's information that I'm channeling that needs to be delivered to them, you know, and I do. And... My point being is like, I must encourage you to just get started on your healing immediately without delay. Because the longer you wait, the more there is to do. And remember, there's no wrong way to heal. As long as you have the intention of evolution and you have a willingness to try new things, every action you take will ultimately lead you to more peace. And the way that I kick off a healing process is almost always with journaling It helps me get a lot of clarity around what's going on in my mind, where I feel stuck, what I want to move through. If you're in my Telegram group, The Vortex, Vortex is basically this feel-good space where miracles happen, everything is like easy and effortless. Um, I posted a couple journal prompts, not a couple, couple is two, few is three, but I think it's like 12, 12 to 15 journal prompts on various things, and you know, before I journal, I like to center myself. So sometimes I'll do some tapping. Sometimes I'll do breath work. I often have cacao and just let my heart lead me, you know? And then as I put the pen to paper, I'll just cover like what's not working. Where am I struggling? What I think the root might be, right? My first instinct is sometimes wrong. And I usually uncover the truth while I'm doing the somatic healing work. Um, also like where I'd like to go next, how I'd like to feel, And some tapping statements that can kind of get you started is even though I don't know where to begin or even though this feels huge and overwhelming or even though I don't trust myself to know where to go next, right? Like here's here's the hot tip, okay? Start with your family. I know, I know. I have to tell you though, right? Like the majority of the subconscious programming running inside of you is a result of what you picked up when you were really young, like less than seven years old. 
And if you've ever wondered why you feel unworthy, why you sabotage good things, or where your body image issues came from, mm -hmm. consider the stories you heard from your family when you were a child. The next thing is to work on self-forgiveness. After we've done a deep dive of what went wrong in the family unit, which I know it can be very painful too, we can start to blame ourselves for not knowing earlier or even putting off our healing for such a long time. And this isn't kind, productive, or healing. It's not going to help you rewrite the history, okay? The best thing you can do is actively forgive yourself. I literally do an anger practice, a forgiveness practice every fucking week. And every other fucking week, I'm like, I don't need to do it. I don't have any anger. I don't need to forgive anyone or anything or even myself. But the moment I sit down and set that intention, shit comes through. <laughs> shit comes through. And another thing, the third thing is like healing your relationship with the masculine. And it's very possible that there are hooks here that go back to your father, your brother, another male family member. But unfortunately, there's probably more lurking here than just that. Like, when you're healing your relationship to the masculine, that means working through any painful experience that has involved a masculine creature. So, this could be dating, trauma, abuse, and I know this is, like, a really challenging thing. So, please get someone who can support you in doing this, who's about it, who understands it. You know, I'm not trying to say, hey, book a session with me, but... I have a ton of podcast episodes that you can listen to and there's wisdom and nuggets, plants, seeds that can be planted. But also like if you don't want to book a one-on-one session and you're just not fucking ready to go to that level, get into a program. Like my programs are not just like information. It's teaching you. It's practices. It's walking you through things. And it's very practical. It's a fucking guide, you know? And then the next thing is to heal your feminine, your relationship with the feminine. And this could go back to your relationship with your mom, your grandma, your sister. It could also be those bitches who were cruel to you in junior high and high school, maybe elementary school. It could be the best friend that abandoned you. That's a sisterhood wound, okay? I have two episodes on sisterhood wounds, so you might want to check that out. Just go to bloomshackley.com podcast directory and just scroll down and you'll find it. And, you know, it could be comparing yourself unfavorably to other women or feeling that other women just can't be trusted. So getting started there is important. And then also healing your relationship to the feminine goes deeper than the interactions that you've like had with other women. It could be healing the part of you that rejects or fears femininity, right? The reason you're listening to this, this podcast episode is because you do know your higher self knows. Your higher self is leading you to heal your fucking feminine energy. And it's about healing the parts of you that reject or fear femininity. The part of you that's being... You know, that things being soft and open is dangerous or that it's weak. It might be healing, you know, the part of you that feels resistant to changing. The part that is afraid to open up and shift. It might mean healing the pieces of you that feel that they need to be strong. 
all the time. And as you know, you know, from the previous podcast episodes, there's a lot of techniques and modalities that can help you heal. And I'm certified in literally over 15 fucking modalities, actually certified in it, you know? So I combine and integrate what can work for you. And the thing is, is like, my job is to empower you. Like, come to me, yeah, come to me. But after a while, you're going to feel empowered if you're doing the work and showing up for yourself. Well, you're not going to need me, you know? I activate and empower you. That's what it's about. And we all have our favorite modalities, right? So play with it. See what feels most effective for you. What's not going to help is you rolling out of bed, going straight to work, not making time for you, gossiping, eating shitty food, coming home, saying you're too tired, and fucking watching Netflix. I really hope and pray to God that none of you resonate with this, especially if you're like part of Bloom Tribe, (laughs) because we're not that fucking lazy, please. Um, But at the same time, you know, it's... There's like this resistance to changing that can come up for you. You know, the part of you that is afraid to open up and shift. It might mean healing the pieces of you that feel that they need to be strong all the time, right? And I think that, you know, a lot of times people aren't consistent. You have to show up. You have to be consistent. And... It's a lifestyle. It really, really is. It's a lifestyle. You know, many times something was working for us, but then we went on vacation or got distracted and we sort of forget about it. Like, make notes on the modalities that you're working with, right? So, for example, with me, after my clients come to me, they might learn breath work, they might learn tapping, they might have a couple journaling prompts or a way to script and stuff. And you need to look back on it to remind you of like, damn, this actually feels really good. Or, oh my God, I have so many shifts doing this. It's interesting though, because when you don't do it is when you realize like, holy fuck, this works. Like I felt better doing that. And I was just doing my morning mental dump and everything was out and I wasn't feeling all this anxiety, you know? Healing might seem like a big subject and it's true that you can let it take over your entire life. But having it be the central focus of your life is a mistake. I'm telling you as a coach and a healer, this is my full-time business. If healing is your central focus, you're making a huge mistake. The goal is to live a beautiful existence, not to be constantly trying to fix and improve yourself. That's not the point. And it might help you to think of healing as simply removing those barricades that are like preventing you from being your authentic self. But to me, thinking of it this way makes it easier. Like I can visualize the journey of life as like speeding along a beautiful like oceanside highway. And when I notice a bump in the road, I make adjustments so that I can keep going. When I notice a metaphorical bump, I don't stop, get out, lie down next to the bump, lick it, rub up against it, and decide to fucking pitch a tent there. (laughs) 
Don't let your pursuit of peace derail you from the fucking pleasures of life. Because the truth is, your fucking healing will never be done. It will never be complete. Enjoying yourself is the whole fucking point. So what happens? What happens when you start healing? Right? It is... Okay. On the last episode, right? I talked about how it's really important to let yourself rest and plug into joy, right? But as you're doing this, what happens around you? The world doesn't revolve around you. And as you change your perceptions, your associations, your frequency, everything else also shifts. And the first place that many people discover a shift, a shift are some challenges within their family unit. So families have their own gravitational pull and their own rules and regulations, right? These unspoken agreements and contracts are what keep running smoothly. Things keep things running smoothly. For example, there's talking subjects in every family where you just don't talk about it, right? There's questions that are never asked. There are emotions that are never given space. When you start to heal, you suddenly wake up to these dynamics. You might just start talking about those forbidden subjects, asking the naughty questions, expressing the feelings that everyone else feels uncomfortable with. And you know what else? It takes one person to shift a relationship dynamic. It only takes one person to shake up a family and these changes are not peaceful. It's not easy, you know. And one of the most illuminating parts of my journey has been my sibling, my younger sibling. There's a lot of stereotypes I grew up with that I was not even aware of. I was not conscious of. And things I was saying and it was just like funny and they made me realize hey that's not okay it's like millennial versus gen z like how differently we see the world and stuff but I was like I could get offended and take it personally and be like fuck you or I could be like take a step back take a deep breath and be like damn I see where she's coming from and I do want to be a better person and I'm going to do this you know I think that there's definitely no coincidences in life. My sibling and I are 15 years apart. And, you know, ancient wisdom has always said that when a student is ready, the teacher will appear. And the way that the universe conspired to bless me is coincidences, right? Synchronicities. My sibling is an example. (laughs) Really, my sibling is an example. And... I really thought that so much of my feminine wounding when I got into this work came from my dad because, well, I'm not going to talk about what happened, but when I was 18 to 24, our relationship was pretty rough. Um, Long story short, my parents got divorced, but then they ended up getting back together and 
during the time of them not being together, like, I was going through this crazy cycle of, like, dating and drugs, plus being in college. And I was like, holy shit, this is what it's like to be an adult. (laughs) Um, But... A lot of my mom's stories started to arrive during that time. And I was really shocked to realize that so much of my fear around being in my feminine actually came directly from her. And her stories are her to tell, not mine. But, you know, it just became so apparent to me. And that's when I started doing my feminine healing, ancestral healing, and, you know long story short, like continuing to repeat her actions as an adult was just perpetuating a cycle and a cycle that didn't work for her. And it definitely wasn't working for me. And it was reflecting in the choice of the men that I was choosing. And it was really fascinating to talk to her and understand that she had awareness around a lot of her negative patterns. She recognized that they weren't healthy and she knew the harm that they did, but she wasn't oblivious. Like, as she appeared to be. So it was actually very healing for me to become aware of the cycles and patterns in our family and just getting a better understanding of her unconscious programming, right? And I definitely had my work to do. I didn't want to repeat her fucking life. I wanted to experience my own life. I wanted to flirt with my freedom. I want to do things differently, do things that don't fucking make sense to anyone else. And it doesn't even make sense to me, but it doesn't fucking matter because I trust myself, I trust my heart, and I surrender fully, you know? And I cannot tell you how much healing, like how healing it was, how healing it was to really know at a deep level that the issues with my feminine or feeling safe did not originate for me. It was all basically like the women's stories of my past, like my ancestral and the feminine wounding went back several generations. Like we were all simply fucking repeating what we had seen. We didn't know any better. And when I put my mom's behavior and actions into greater context, the context of her entire life, her behavior and actions started to make so much more sense. And it became very clear to me that she had really been doing the best she could with what she knew. It's really as simple as that. You know, this this knowing just made it easier to forgive her for the messages she had imparted on me. And it just made sense. You know, she told me those things and I would have felt irresponsible for her. Like, I would have felt irresponsible for her to not tell me. But as a result, it made things easier for me to forgive myself. For doing the work I had done with the information she provided me, right? So I don't know what your childhood was like or what messages your family of origin gave you. You know, maybe some of the ideas or even behaviors were atrocious, despicable, and unforgivable. But as I move through life, it's becoming so clear to me that when you really understand someone's background, it's hard to hold on to hatred, right? Like when you see someone as their childhood self and you think about what they went through, what they experienced, what they felt, how the fuck can we be mad? I'm not saying that forgiveness is an essential step to healing your feminine, but I believe that if you open it and even make a step towards it, it'll help you quantum leap your healing. And sometimes that's all that's required is a willingness to heal and the universe will take care of the rest. 
And by the way, forget like forgiveness does not equal forgetness. Like you can decide to forgive, but that doesn't mean you have to be close to them or even ever fucking talk to them, you know? As much as learning about my mom's upbringings helped me, you know, have greater context for my life, my relationship with my parents also gets got strained at one point, you know? I didn't want to talk to them. I didn't want to get their advice and I didn't want any of their fucking unasked opinions. I felt really frustrated, you know? And now I have very clear boundaries with them. But I think one thing I've learned is if you are still doing things to please your mother or repeating what your father said, you haven't grown up yet. So when I started to communicate less with them, and this is when I was not living with them, I became rapidly aware of the approval I was still seeking from them. And I decided that it was time to just nip it in the bud, you know? I began to stop taking advice from them, start making decisions on my own without consulting them first. And my parents have been very successful and I value their opinions, but it started to appear you know, that their desires for my life and my desires were at odds. You know, maybe this sounds right to you. Um, You know, you might love your family, they love you, but you've noticed that you've always, like they always advise you to take the safe, secure path. And the reason they do is because they love you. You know, if your parents are healthy, they don't want you to fail or come up on, on strife, right? Like, I think this is another reason why mothers often want their daughters to marry wealthy, simply for security and peace of mind. And we really can't blame them for this. Like, that's totally my mom. My mom's always like, find a rich doctor. And I'm like, "Mm, no, I'd rather be the fucking millionaire, you know? And when I thought about what I wanted for my life, the kind of eulogy I'd want delivered at my funeral, what I desired to be on my Wikipedia page one day, it became blatantly clear that that I wanted to make risky choices that could lead to huge rewards, not fucking playing it safe. I don't give a fuck anymore about pleasing anyone. And it took me a really long time to get here. I think that something happens after 30 where you really don't give a fuck. Like when I was younger, you know how like ladies, you could totally relate to this. Sometimes you wear leggings and, like, your panties lining shows. I used to always be like, oh, my God. Like, why would she step out of the house? Like, her panty lining is showing or whatever, you know? And guess what? Now I'm that bitch. Because I don't really give a fuck. You want to look at my ass? You want to see my panty line? Go ahead. Like, at least I got panties on, right? But I really just don't care about pleasing anyone. And it's natural to want our parents to be proud of us. But at some point, we have to prioritize how we feel about ourselves, how you feel about your life and your choices is the most important thing in the world, like more important than your own parents' opinion about you. So cut off that desire to be praised by them and truly stand in your own power. And if you're still too closely interwoven with your family, it might be time to cut the strings. (coughs) What I can promise you 
as a result, you're going to feel so much more connected to yourself and your own intuition rather than outsourcing your next right action to your parents. And this part of the process of becoming a truly actualized woman, a goddess does not go to her family for their opinions on every facet of her life. A goddess does not bow at the feet of her parents. A goddess rules her own domain with confidence and power. And often, she might displease others. And she's fucking fine with that. Because she be running her own motherfucking life. Period. And in addition to shifts within your family, I can almost guarantee you that you'll experience changes within your social circle too. Like the people that I used to click with, now they're just unappealing to me. You know, the activities that you used to enjoy might seem like a waste of time now. The kind of conversations you used to have might feel low vibrational and icky now, right? These kinds of things that can make healing feel really fucking lonely. It's also why it's important to seek support from other people who are on a self-improvement journey. And it will help you realize that you're not the only fucking person doing this. And that's why I recommend coming to the fucking sound baths to meet other like-minded people, joining the telegram group and, you know, fucking knowing that there's a support system, an energetic support system there. And other things in your life are going to begin changing too. The way you spend your evenings, your health, your wellness routines, you know, the amount of time you desire in silence or in nature, the substances you're consuming, all these things will seem to be up for appraisal. And I encourage you to fucking examine everything and ask yourself, is this leading me towards the person I want to be? Excuse me. And the path of plugging into your feminine power is not for the faint of heart. If you want to fucking cut, paste, ease solution, bitch, this is not the place for you. But look at it this way. No one ever made a movie about an easy journey. It's time for you to slay your dragons. It's time for you to step into your heart and discover the courage and the power that are burning inside of you. So I'm going to leave this here and I will talk to you all next week. And don't forget, this episode is connected to a tapping that is available in the Telegram group. If you're interested in that, go to bloomshakti.com, work with me, scroll down, and join Telegram. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, types of episodes you'd like me to do on a podcast, please feel free to DM me on Instagram or email me bloomshakthehealing at gmail.com and we'll see what unfolds. Until next week, take care. Hope this was insightful and you're feeling empowered. I would appreciate if you could do an Apple podcast review. It takes less than 15 seconds. Forward and share this with anyone you feel would benefit. Tag me on Instagram and I will talk to you soon.